pension versus annuity, FRA versus MRA, and lump sum versus annuity on today's Fednababble. This is Fednababble, where Kevin and Cassie make federal retirement benefits understandable for humans like you. These two don't hold back as they answer questions from the FedPilot workshops and webinars or from questions submitted by you at fednababble.com. Well, welcome, Cassie. That's a long title for this one. That is. So these are questions that you get from your workshop. What's going on here? (laughs) Well, let's see. This first one is pension versus annuity. What's the difference? Okay. Can you can you explain what the difference is between and this is a little bit difficult because well, I'll just let you go for it. Pension versus annuity. All right. So your pension is going to be, uh, well, if you look at the definition, right, it's going to be something that you get once you've separated because you've contributed to a certain retirement plan. Okay. So for CSRS or FERS employees, um, we call this your, uh, the money that you receive at retirement or in retirement is your pension because it's uh, something that you've contributed to, you've worked towards, they've deducted it from your um, paychecks because you've worked for that company in that retirement system. Now, OPM calls it your annuity. Mm, How (laughs) confusing. I hate that. Let's just confuse everyone even more, right? Okay, go ahead, sorry. But annuity is simply just something that you've contributed over time and you decide to take money on a monthly basis um, and that's an annuity, right? So it's a very, they could be one and the same, but they can also be different if you would like to keep it easy for yourself. Yes. Because you can call your TSP, uh, you know, monthly income an annuity. Right. And call what you get from your from the federal government your pension. Um, I hope and, that and, helps. and really, yeah, and really that's what we do because this is so confusing because the pension, the way they decide to pay it out is a type of annuity. That's the way they the annuity is the way they pay it out. The pension is what they build up. They could offer it as a lump sum. I know there are some pensions from companies, although those are very, very rare, uh, from a company doing a pension, but they could just do a lump sum. There's your pension. And it's not given to federal employees in an annuity style, but they chose the annuity style and OPM calls it an annuity, but then there's the TSP annuity as well. And people get those confused all the time. And so typically, in my workshops, and Cassie, when you and I are talking about it, when we say pension, we're talking about SIRS and FERS. SIRS offset, all the rest, right? When we talk about annuity, we're going to be focused on the TSP because we don't want to cross the nomenclature. We don't want to confuse people. So we will, that's how we'll talk about it. Right. Yeah. Because annuity is so general um, that I don't understand why OPM does not distinguish right. that their FERS and SERS monthly income is a pension because that's what you, it's, it's, a, you've contributed to that 
because you worked for the federal government, right? That is an employer-sponsored program. So that's where that's where pension and annuity are different, right? An annuity is simply just I get monthly I get money on a monthly basis because I contributed to something. That could be right. an IRA, whether that's traditional, whether that's Roth, that doesn't matter, right? But a pension is specific for um, deductions that have been made because of your to an employer sponsored program, right? Okay, so that's why we differentiate pension as your employer sponsored program for FERS or CSRS and annuity to your outside, you know, TSP or or other kind of um, programs because those are not employer sponsored. I think that's right. the easiest, yeah, difference and, or. And distinguishing I, factor there. I want to just point out that this play of words and, and how it's all named and titled and, and how we refer to things, the confusion is not uncommon when it comes to federal benefits. It, it, is, very, it right. is very common to have that confusion and why the government doesn't do a better job of clearing that up because people make they say oh i've got an annuity and they think one thing but not what it really is and so they make plans based off of what they thought it was or what they saw somewhere else because every agency i mean i remember one person saying i i'm a temporary employee and i talked to him more and i said well according to your agency you're a temporary employee but according to opm you're not a temporary employee and he's like what yeah, yeah that's exactly right and, and so you can actually make decisions based on what you think it is, but it's not really that and you hurt your retirement because of that. So I, that's, that's why we I do what we do. I have a funny story real quick. Yeah, Hold on. Go for I it. got a funny story. So I was meeting with this guy when I was first getting into helping federal employees and coordinating like their benefits with other insurance plans or whatever. Right. Yeah. And I was not salesy. I was not, um, I simply wanted to get him his benefits report, right? And I'm, I'm talking with him a little bit and everything else about just getting him the benefits report and, you know, talking about maybe finding uh, some some outside planning if, if that's, you know, something that is needed for him, um, then I would have that availability uh, to help him out there. And I remember uh, when I was walking up to him, he's kind of got this like, Oh, great. Kind of, you know, slumped to him and everything else. And I walk up and it's the first words out of his mouth were, I don't want to buy an annuity. <laughs> and I was like, you realize that you have an annuity with the federal government? Like people don't think right. that it's an actual annuity, but it is your pension yes. is an annuity. Right. Um, even though we distinguish the two because it's what you've, it's an employer sponsored program. Mm -hmm. It's still an annuity. Mm -hmm. um, if you are going to take or use your TSP funds for monthly income, whether you decide to withdraw a monthly um, portion of that, you know, or, or get into a separate IRA, it's still going to be an annuity because you've contributed to that plan and you're making those contributions, you're, you're paying yourself that income based on your contributions. Right. Right. So he was like, I follow Sue Zorsman and she said, don't buy an annuity. Don't do annuities, and right. I was like, yep. 
Well, well then you're going to you, give up your pension. You don't have a choice if you work for the federal government. You right. already have one. <laughs> right. Look at that. Uh, then I'll tell you what. You give me your pension. If you don't want an annuity, you give me your pension. And I'll just take that <laughs> off your plate for you. Right? <laughs> good. All right. So, okay. That's a good. We went a long one on that one. That's okay. But that's good. Next question is, is your full retirement age your MRA? So, let me put this a little differently. Is your FRA your MRA? What do you think? Well, uh, no. It depends. What are we talking about here? Right. Are we talking about... <clears throat> Um, for the federal government, are we talking about for Social Security? Right. Um, because full retirement the age is, yes. is a. There's a <laughs> right. Your full retirement age is something that is referred to for Social Security. Right. Your minimum retirement age or MRA is something that's referred to um, for your eligibility for the federal government so they're that, not always the same well, I, I don't know that they are <laughs> the same at all i mean they're they're different they're different things unless people are calling it weird things but yeah, yeah if we look at it in that respect like you said fra is social security mra is federal government work employee right those are <laughs> two completely separate things that don't have anything to do with each other no but um, I, I don't know what context we were talking about here. What was the, what was the conversation? For this question? Yes. No, there is. I mean, that that's what it was. I think someone was just, I think my guess is when someone asked this question, they were just confused as, wait, FRA, MRA? Aren't, aren't they the same thing? Because they had been, my guess, they, they've been told that, oh, it's, you know, it's all the same and it works. Well, no. And one thing I have to keep reminding people is FRA is for Social Security and Social Security is for all Americans, not just federal employees. And they go, oh, that that's everyone right. I guess everyone yeah. gets that. Yeah, everyone does get that. But your MRA is for your pension and only federal employees get that. So... It's confu I, I don't right. blame them though, right? It's way confusing. I mean, and which MRA are we talking about here? Are we oh, talking about the minimum retirement age or the You're maximum going there. retirement age? Right, right. Yes, I'm going to go there. <laughs> because all regular employees have a minimum retirement age, and that could be between 55 and 57, depending on your year of birth. But all yeah. special provision employees have um, a different maximum retirement age, MRA. depending on which agency there is. It could be 56 or 57. Right. So it depends. And no, they're not the same. Uh, your FRA. So I guess the short answer is no. Your FRA is not your MRA. Yep. Have nothing to do with each other. Good. Good answer. All right. Next one. Is there a lump sum option rather than taking the penalty pension annuity? Oh, look at that. We were just talking oh. about that. Look at that. Did not plan that. Did not think about that. But yes, go ahead and answer that one, Cassie. Um, is there a lump sum option rather than taking your pension annuity? I mean, sure, you can get a refund of your contributions that you've made to uh, CSRS or FERS. Um, rather than actually retiring and getting a monthly benefit. But 
I I think it depends on when you separate because right. Let me go back here. Well, let me let me ask you a couple <laughs> questions in that to have you as you answer this. Okay. First off, sure you can bring it all back, but does do you have to do that before you retire or as you retire and can or can it be done after you retire? Well, it can't be done after you retire. Right. No, once you've yeah. made that um, election and you've filled out the retirement application and you've made, then you're, you've already told OPM how you want to receive that pension annuity. Right. Okay. You've already said, yes, I want the survivor benefit or no, point. I want this amount or, or, you know, whatever that looks like for your retirement type. Um, yeah, it's too late. You can't go back on that. But if you separate from service and do not retire, then you could simply take your contributions and go away. Like if somebody is age 45 and they don't want to retire, they don't want to wait 15 to 17 years to receive that annuity pension, you bet they can take those um, retirement contributions and you know, put them in another, you know, IRA or, or right. whatever you want to do with it. Spend it. I don't care. Um, but you can take that lump sum uh, benefit. But or, all it or, is, or lump sum is, is the benefit. From, it, it's only what you put in. It, there isn't any growth on exactly. it. There isn't any anything. It's exactly what you put in, nothing more. Right. So if you've only contributed $10,000, then that's all you're going to get. Now, if you and so it depends on what age you are, um, on whether or not this is going to be good for you. But is there a lump sum option rather than taking a pension annuity? Yes, but if you're eligible for an immediate annuity, um, an, an immediate pension annuity, then why would you want to take your your lump sum right option? Now there could be a reason say somebody's right. terminally ill that's exactly where i was going that's exactly it if you're terminally ill maybe you do want to take it all out so you, because you're not going to get yeah. it so you may want it yeah that's exactly what i was thinking yeah yeah but if that's the case you're going to want to separate from service you're not going to want to retire because right. once you retire um, then that's it. You fill out that application, you've submitted your, your package and that's what you get. So I think people get those two dates confused too on the separation date versus the retirement date. Yeah. The separation date is not necessarily your retirement date. Usually right? is, but is not always. Usually is, but it's just like your leave service computation date and your retirement computation date. They could be two separate dates. Yep. Usually they're the same, but there are reasons why they're not the same. Yep. So, can I uh, can I throw in one one example of as as we're talking about this I thought of where it gets really as if it's not complicated already. Here's an here's an example where it gets yeah. more complicated. Let's say someone's terminally ill and they know that it, they're not going to live more than 2 months. We've seen that happen, right? They may want to say, I'm done. I quit. I'm taking all the money so that I can give it to my family because they're not going to get it afterwards. If they do that, they've separated from service. They didn't retire. 
So their family can't have FEHB from that point on. However, right. Right. However, if they pass away while they're employed, then their family can have FEHB even after assuming assuming some other rules and everything, but they can have the FEHB after plus 50% of the monthly pension from that point on. So financially, mm -hmm. which one is better? That is where it is so important to make sure that we're getting help on this. We're not we're not making decisions like that um, willy nilly and just saying, oh, this is what we should do. Or uh, honestly, we've heard we've heard the story before where they took advice from HR and they were going to do the a third option was which was absolutely the wrong thing to do. So, whoops, sorry. Right. So, I'm all over the place with this. So, um, we just, you know what, we we have to make sure that the change or that the, the decisions we make, and we need to make, uh, federal employees need to make decisions now for what's going to happen later. And we need to look at the different yes. scenarios of what may happen just in case. So if this happens, this is what yeah. you want to do. If this happens, and we don't, you don't get into every little oh, if you know, if you go terminal, okay. But what are the ones that are most likely to happen? Here are the situations, and the thing is that federal employees are typically going to retire one time. They've got one shot at yeah. this. Whereas a financial planner and financial advisor, they have helped thousands of people, or hundreds or thousands of people. They've done this again and again and again and again and again and again. They know what's going to come up. They've seen it before. So it's not like you're yep. going in blind. You're going in with someone who understands this already. So again, that's why we say, yep. please, you know, go to fendababble.com and just mm -hmm. get the report. And Cassie, by the way, Cassie creates the reports. These reports are phenomenal. And she, she was just telling me the other day that, Cassie, you were you stayed up way late to try to f get the information just right on one, and you're up, and you get up early. You get up like stupid early, <laughs> but oh. you were going, you're going. Well, at least for me, you know. But you get up at four a.m. Yeah. I think is that right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that doesn't matter. Um, yeah. No, but hey, listen. People need this information, right? So not only are we making sure those numbers are right, though, we're also giving back to the advisors the information that they need for the employee, whether that's a different option of what that retirement looks like, you know, uh, whether the lump sum option is how, and how that's going to not just affect them, but yeah. their other benefits. How is right. that going to affect their spouse if they're married? How is that going to affect if they're divorced and they owe a portion of that annuity? to their former spouse. What does that look like? Like we're we're able to distill down all of those different um, intricacies in a case so that way we're getting that specific information to the to the advisor so that way they can help the employee because the whole point of this is to make sure that the employee is taken care of, they have the information that they need and know exactly how these different benefits are going to affect one another. And until you can distill down that, um, you can't do any sort of retirement planning or figure out whether right. the lump sum option is going to be better than the annuity as a pension annuity um, for you, right? And that's that's what it's all about is finding out what's best for the employee um, so that way they can make the most informed decision. Yep. So if you would, please like, subscribe, 
get notifications for this to continually be updated, to be continually be educated, to know different perspectives on how to think about all this and really dive in. Um, other than that, we'll see you next time. Thanks, Cassie. To get Cassie's comprehensive report on your federal retirement benefits at no cost, no obligation, and no sales pitch, go to fednababble.com. While you're there, submit a question for them to answer on the show.